Well, you know, the last time we done an episode, um, once again, there's a lot, a lot of things have, um, a lot of things have happened on many different, many different fronts. So, so I mean, mess, mess is everywhere you look, and every, um, and every facet of society, not just entertainment, but um, just. Shouts out to our special guest today, Andrew Tate. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's an, and that's Andrew Tate. That's 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 another one. How like no, how have you? No, no, no. When I listen to these guys with opinions. Like I hear the sound bites and the sound bites are crazy, and then I really do try and give a, a honest attempt at listening to long form content from some of these more divisive characters. Well, to give myself yeah. an opportunity to have at least an informed opinion, which is it's it's very difficult because there's so many there are so many opinions and there are so many pieces of long form content. It's impossible to keep up with all of them. And and have an informed opinion. Oh, you plugged out. I guess you plugged out the TV. But that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, it, it's it's impossible to keep up with everything because there's just there's just way too much yeah. out there. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, you were saying like in terms of Mr. Tate. Yeah, I find myself really grappling with his. Okay, so I did. I, I ran a, a situation where I listened to and the, the long form Andrew Tate interview that he which one? Patrick which one? Bet David. I don't know if you guys know. So I Patrick Bet David's like a like a like a business. He, he does like what he calls um, infotainment, or you know, or actually, I've, I've obviously totally botched the name. But Patrick <laughs> Bet David is a, he, he does interviews with sort of business analysts, entrepreneurs, yeah. and then he had Andrew Tate on. I think he had him on for like two hours. Hmm. Then I watched the one-hour Andrew Tate Pierce Morgan interview. Okay, yeah, that's that's the one I saw only clips of. Okay. Um, then I watched the Pierce Morgan Jordan Peterson interview. Oh, those two had an interview. Okay, um, I didn't know that. Which was another hour. So it was like four hours of content. Yeah, I was in between. I was in between flights. Yeah, slight flex. Is that what that is? Yeah, because you know he looked at me. I said slight. No, I said slight. I didn't he, say it was a major flex. Because he looked at major me right f- after. He said I, flights, and then he looked, and no, he I, and I, guys, I, ladies and gentlemen, he kind of winked a little bit. It's not happening. I look at O because I know O like every likes time flights. I, what? Every time I get out of my house, I was like, how come you invited me? So uh, well, I mean, I mean, you waiting I mean, for the invitations? Don't worry. Every time, every I mean, time. Yo, these guys get invitations and refuse to enter. Oh, twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, two of them twice. were parties. Wow. And two of them were at <laughs> times here. where No, no. But no, that's no, no let's save that for you, no, no, I don't want to do this. To one that you, he, yeah, no, there was one of that yeah, he, I, you I, I didn't come to. He was suppo- he definitely was supposed to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and I and I and I own and I and, and I'll own that and hold me. that. Don't include me. You're right, you're right. Um we're all right. Anyway, go ahead, guys. They had a they had a through line talking about how the modern man is invisible. So Mm-hmm. The, here's the through line of the argument. I'm just gonna put it out here like a grenade. You gotta sit down for this episode. You know we're not counting, but we're we are counting. Yeah. What number is it? I don't know. That's right. <laughs> but, we're, but we're still counting. I personally don't no. know it. Got him. Just go on the line. Um, go on the line. Check it out. 
But he was talking about how the modern... So, the, the, uh, he was having a discussion... Y'all, I was watching way too much content because I also seen him do like a sit-down interview with this girl from the UK who like yeah. simulates it being like a, a speed date or whatever. Nice. And it, but it, it's like an interview. Right. And they were having a discussion about what a high-value man is. Okay. Versus what a high-value woman is. Got it. Which I'll say I find the premise of that conversation slightly disgusting. Okay. Only because like... I don't feel comfortable saying somebody's high value or somebody's not high value. Like the, I, mm-hmm. I really want that to be subjective, but they were operating Which, in yeah. a realm where that was as universal as possible. Right. For the sake of the argument. Yeah. He said that a woman is high value based on her looks. Andrew Tate said that. Yes. And that does sound in line with Andrew Tate. What he has. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, if you, if to be a high value man, you have to have built a business or be making money some type of way, mm-hmm. you know, be confident, be strong. Be intelligent. To be a high-value woman, you just have to be attractive. Yeah. Hmm. I coupled that with what I heard. Now, again, these are some... I If, if you're interested in these things, I do recommend listening to the long-form content. Yeah. Some of it you're going to find offensive. But it's just... I think there's a great deal conversation to be had. Yeah. Jordan Peterson then talks about how the modern man is invisible. Meaning? So, if you look at Instagram and what they throw on your filter encouraging you to watch... Yeah, based on an algorithm based on what you watched previously. Right. But the type of guys that get promoted on Instagram Mm -hmm. have to be uh, personal trainers who are in ridiculous shape. One. Shouts out to um, Jonathan Majors who got in shape for Creed 3. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, he wouldn't know that... I didn't he watch that trailer. Jack, but yeah, he was already jacked. No, but he got jacked. They yeah. both get they get jacked. They get jacked. there's a special workout. Put the mic closer Creed. or talk indirectly in the logo. Workout for Creed when you're doing Creed. So. Is that what that is? Yeah. Is it called anabolic steroids? Um, no, and it's not, he's not on steroids. Pardon? He's not on steroids. Do you also believe in Santa Claus? No. Actually, oh, so you think actually, he's so you think he's actually, on steroids? And Santa ever Claus since, is real, just not. Ever since uh, Ryan Reynolds admitted that the studio put him on steroids for Blade 3. When these people show up to these movies looking like Mr. Olympia. <laughs> so you then think, yeah, I'm going to assume so that is, a little so bit it, of the dirty stuff. So if he, if he took, then do you think, um, what was his name took to? For Creed? Uh, go ahead. Tell, help me. Uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, because um, you see how he looks when he's not doing Creed. Right? I feel, you know, and he's, he's in always phenomenal shape. Shouts out to him. Yeah. I just don't, I can't get to how Michael B. Jordan looks because I still am trying to let people understand he cannot act. Oh my God. And like, nobody wants to have that argument. With uh, me, so. People do want to have the but argument, just not women. And <laughs> no, I, I think he can act. I, I based off what, but no, he just, asked, no, because the talent can act based that I see on, on, on screen. Yeah, Michael, Michael B. Jordan is the same guy in every movie. But okay. But that doesn't mean, but that's not act. to blame on that, him. You got to blame, decision. No, you got to blame the directors and he directed on, Creed. So he's going to, he's going to, he's going to direct a movie that he knows how to. I encourage everybody to watch it. Just mercy. I did watch. Oh, I actually movie. didn't see. It. Who who but, who else was the who was the it. other actor? Fox. I didn't notice it because oh, okay. Jamie Fox was playing it beside him. So did you yeah, really notice it? I, I just can't appreciate. Like anyway, this is not that. This is not even. But yeah, there was talking like about how a high value man has to build things, has to have businesses to even be attracted to women, or to, for women to, be, to even be attracted be, to you, you have to be doing something extraordinary. For men to be attracted to you, you just have. But to that's be not true. But that's not. But that's not even true. The it. This is their theory. By the way, oh, shout out their theory. Okay. I'm I'm more so just regurgitating a concept that Actually, I, heard. Mm. I was interested because 
to me, especially when women talk about, oh, I don't like dudes who do this, I don't like dudes who do that, I don't like dudes who do this. All these, they're not talking about average guys. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So it's We're like, not talking yeah, about the average. average guy is invisible online because the average guy is not part of the major social conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. The guy who works the nine to five, a girl doesn't. Girls aren't running podcasts talking about, hey, this guy who works a nine to five. You know him and I, we get on day. They're talking about the guy who owns a business, yep. who pulled up in his fast car, yep. who flew her out the country and then left. Yeah, like, yeah. They are not talking about the average guy dating experience. They're talking about the extraordinary mm-hmm. dating experience. Right. And then gauging the entire social conversation on what it's like to date an extraordinary guy. Yeah. Whereas in reverse, the male experience is just talking about women. She could and be a business change. owner. And that hasn't she changed. could be in that college. Hasn't she could be doing anything. What she's done, built, or have is never part of the conversation. It mm-hmm. is usually just a universal anticipation of her beauty. Right. So to that, you guys. So when I hear these guys talking, now again, they get off other stuff that's absolutely preposterous. Absolutely. Andrew Tate specifically. Than, than, yeah. than uh, Dr. Peterson. Yeah. But it. But I do kind of get then how like the average dude. is enamored with what these guys are saying. How how so? Because they feel like that's right and that they should be in a different position? Because they, they're probably sitting thinking, you're right, I'm not a part of the conversation. They're yeah. probably sitting thinking, you're right, my reflections aren't being heard. And and if anything, they're probably thinking, you know, like if, if Andrew Chay and Jordan Peterson are saying anything, I think they're more so just telling the average guy, like, dude, it's over. Like, you better be extraordinary. Or mm-hmm. else you are just gonna have to be upset about how the rest of this goes. Right. So that you guys say what? Because oh. I'm dealing with two sure. I'm dealing with two. I'm literally sitting in the midst of two gentlemen who have committed to that for like a decade and a half mm-hmm. that I know of. A oh. commitment to being extraordinary. Oh. As yourself, as well as yourself. No, but I want to hear from you guys. Right. Because I'm talking about like how I read the content. Like I can speak to that. But obviously I'm trying to regurgitate. Like, could you like I don't know how to say this because I don't want to say No, sometimes you need to come out with a direct direct. Could you just be a regular guy? Could you do that? Absolutely I could. The problem is is that I probably would end up doing something detrimental to myself eventually. I would say. No, it's not. not, Yeah, take it there. But I what I what what I mean by that is I'm not. I'm not. If, I'm not there. Yeah, of course, you're not there. But he's asking <laughs> no, me, so no, I'm gonna said, speak. I'm gonna speak for myself. You're not there. I'm gonna speak for myself. Yeah, speak your truth. Um. See, the thing is, I don't inherently to to start just start things off. Um, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with being a quote unquote normal person. In fact, society has made it. Society, that history, the schooling system, um the policing system, the prison industrial complex, all those things, programming have taught us, have taught us and have kind of coaxed us into living a normal life. Just even the fact I was just having this conversation a couple of days ago, the way that I don't know how it is now and I'll have to check and, you know, I have a daughter who's in the schooling system, so I, I can, I'll definitely have a secondhand, um, check at this but they are not teaching the basic things that would set someone up to have the best possible chance at an extraordinary life 
they're teaching kids and and showing them how to keep your head down, how to know as little as possible and how to maximize your dollar through the educational system of gatekeeping and and having things locked behind doors until you pay more money. Mm. So the problem with that is, is that people who want to live an extraordinary life and people who actually have the capacity to do so mm-hmm. outside of sports, for example, because mm-hmm. sports you're being um, helped by your coaches or whatever. The problem is, is that they're not even getting to experience and have their best foot forward. Like, I think I started hearing talks about it now that they're trying to teach kids. I don't know at what level they're trying to teach them more about like taxes and filing taxes and, um, setting up a a small business or a medium tiered business or just the inner workings of really? things that, that? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Sh- I heard it. I heard some mumblings. I, uh, once again, there are, I know there are a bunch of teachers who listen to this podcast, so I'm sure they will be able to chime in somewhere. Um, but I did hear that the tide is kind of changing slowly, but even simple things like, like credit card, credit card use and and your um, credit score and things like that are still, at least in the Canadian system, I don't believe are being taught. But I think, once again, the tides are slowly changing. Like, they are setting us up to know as little as possible and throwing us out there so that the easiest and the most alluring um, supposition to find yourself in is to keep your head down and work a nine to five. Anything outside of that is is something extraordinary on top of whatever skill you think you have to achieve that is. So the problem is, is that they are already setting the bar so low and they are not allowing for a lot of kids to, to pass that level. Now you might argue we're in the information age and you know, we have the internet and we have so many different um, ways of learning about things. But the problem is that's just another learning curve that someone has to sit down and try to figure out and, and and point out and and kind of understand that's a whole other language if you if you will now the thing the thing about living a regular you know you asked me if I could live a regular life mm-hmm. you know there are there are biz, there are people that are in business because they love business yeah like the 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 actions and the things that you do within a company and there are people who are creatives who require business as a side effect of what they do and i fall under the latter so while i can live a normal life i just would not find like i would rather struggle and fail and not have the resources to do what I need to do versus live a normal life. Because living a normal life means this is where you get to see, like when you when you decide to, if it's a decision even, when you decide to live a normal life, you are basically, you are basically looking at a ceiling and knowing that as you come into that quote unquote job or career, this is the ceiling that you aim to get at. And there is no beyond that because you know how much you're making, you know how much, um, 
you know, you stand to make on holidays and time and a half and, and all these different things, you know, the company already, it's not, there is no surprise. And I think, I think part of life's mystery and the thing that makes life quote unquote worth living is the surprise element is that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, there's a song that um, Glorilla and um, and Cardi B came up with, um, Tomorrow Too. I th- I'm assuming, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Tomorrow Too is because there's a Tomorrow One. And, and I, forgive me, um, Glorilla fans, who if that's if if that's the case, but yeah, she's talking about different things that you might not mean nothing to the average person, but she keeps talking about. But I love tomorrow. And the reason why she keeps saying that is because tomorrow holds possibility. It holds uh, an unidentifiable, unquantifiable value that you don't know until you're there. And when you are somebody who decides not to live a normal life, you are putting yourself in a position to be either excited about tomorrow or to dread tomorrow. And I think as as bad as it is, because in that Andrew Tate um, interview, they're not talking about the downsides and the sleepless nights and all the other things that come with, quote unquote, being an entrepreneur. They're just going to talk about the flash and the end result. And that's what everybody wants. They want the end result of everything. They don't mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about the other part of it. The the sorry, babe, I can't text you or message you because I'm trying to get the shit done. You know what I mean? They don't, that doesn't, that doesn't come up. It only the success and the end result comes up in it. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's a problem. Thank you for your honesty. Oh, I mean, no, oh, I, I do want to go to you only because I have a response to what you're saying about why the schools kind of do it that way. And I'll body that, man. But. No, just, yo, you cannot, yo, you tagging, I'm tagging you in. No, man, y'all body Could that. you... Especially you, because even knowing that you initially, you're you're one step at traditional education was to be an actor. So could right? (laughs) This nigga laughed. You know what I'm saying? Like my nigga laughed. He went to the place where they would try to neuter him and said, "But I will perform." Could you live? What and obviously we haven't defined it, so it's it is in its own way self-explanatory and vague. Could you live a normal predefined life? predefined ceiling ceiling bound no, I, life? No, I I give it it's simple. I cannot. You wouldn't I, be able. To I wouldn't be able to. Right. I I I'm <clears throat> the make the makeup that I had that I've been that I've that I've I feel like was already ordained um i couldn't pretend that they didn't that didn't exist just to live a quote-unquote normal life like i think for me i'm too much of a um i want to yeah of course like a i'm I'm too much of a creative i'm too much of a i don't want to follow rules that somebody's telling me when to eat when to uh, when I'm what what the weekend is for what what how many hours I gotta I gotta answer to somebody like I've worked at a lot of jobs and <clears throat> and I always made 
a conscious effort to not work at them for long because wow. I didn't want to feel a part of the community of that job. So I would actually find a way when I felt I was comfortable there, I try to find a way to get out of it by either slacking off to get, to get kicked out. Um, and, and literally do it on purpose. I tried to like, <laughs> I, I purposely try not to understand or remember people's names at work, unless they were like, they, you know, they became friends because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have the same similar interests, but I would, you know, people who are above, I'd try not to really even, I wouldn't even call certain, um, whatever the techniques or whatever the, the task was supposed to be, mm-hmm. like the actual name of what those things were, I, I would refuse to say them just mm-hmm. so that my mind didn't say, I'm going to succumb to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm this type of lifestyle and the closest that I could say of, of a job I've ever been was you you would have you know a little bit of that that I would go work in none of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and the money there so you don't do that anymore no I don't wow okay I don't do it anymore I I got I I got a lot of great relationships from going there um and it was a hell of an experience um and have again like I have some life long friends from that but um the amount of people that i know that worked there for 5 10 15 years mm-hmm. and they talk about the things that they didn't get to do because mm-hmm. of that job mm-hmm. excuse me um dreams that they had that the job stopped them from doing because of being away from oh, even even you're talking about regular life but even being away from their family mm-hmm. um that would have been the closest, the closest job that I've ever, you know, I would have been able to be like, you know what, this is what a normal, this is what a mm. regular life, life is. Mm. And mm-hmm. when I would be online, out there, in the middle of fucking nothing, mm-hmm. and see what I really want is happening while I'm here in this isolated mm. ice, mm-hmm. Iceland of a place. Mm. No, my spirit couldn't take it, bro. Mm. My spirit couldn't take it. Like I wouldn't be able. Like I wouldn't. I. Mm-mm. I rather like like I said. I rather struggle. You know, with pennies, working on the acting or working on the music or working mm-hmm. on anything entrepreneur that is that is entrepreneurial that is in my control. My I can I, I I'm the 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 driving force of this of this vehicle and wherever it's gonna take me. I'm just going to I'm just going to have to go with it because <clears throat> it's under my mm-hmm. it's under my terms and not not anybody else's. Okay. So his answer is mm-hmm. the answer to your question about why schooling does what it does. He kind of just broke down how somebody who isn't willing to be a part of it makes a terrible employee. <laughs> so you got to build your workforce, right? Your you need employees. Yeah. Is your is your men 18 you know, to, to retirement, but your yep. greatest workforce is 18 to 45. Yep. You, if you can convince that person, mm-hmm. the dude, 18 to 45, yep. to value the paycheck, and give up on their you dreams. get him to do things. Or even kill his dreams before he even develops any. And you get him to do things that make no sense. A dude 18 working the night shift makes no sense, but he'll do mm-hmm. it. If he'll do it. If the money's right. If the money is great. A yeah. dude 
Leaving, I, I remember the big thing when when I was in college was the oil sands stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People from Toronto going to going Calgary, to Calgary, three Calgary. Months, three yeah, months, yeah. For, and, and come back. Stacks. Miss birthdays, miss family, miss yeah. miss miss life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. hey, for lack of a better term, check is good. Yeah, yeah. But when the oil, but they're paying you extra hundreds to make billions, and yeah. you think yeah. that's a fair trade. Yeah. And the guy who made the billions. He's did at it home. from his He's home. Friday dinner every night. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. saw his kids. So you know, it's it's interesting, but that is what schooling teaches you. They teach you to it's even with the banking industry. You know, people get into mutual funds and they make four percent annual return a year. Uh-huh. The bank is the greatest because they taught people that that's normal. Correct. While there's not a single poor banker. So obviously it's not normal. <laughs> you get me? Go on. You get it. I did. So, but it's all in what's taught, like you say in yeah. school. Um, even the idea of like, and I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but even the idea of like high school sports yeah. and coaches that sell yeah. high school students, yo, you can go pro or you can go to college. Or, yeah. There's not a single pro athlete who didn't have to pay a trainer. Exactly. You know all these dudes, like all these dudes, yep. each and every single one of them. Who's mm-hmm. the twelfth man? Had a trainer. Was that guy? Somebody had to pay yeah. the money to give him that extra. Yep. Fam, LeBron had to stay with another family because <laughs> his mom wasn't doing hot. He stayed with the coach. Yeah, get me. Yep. So it's not do school, get good grades, uh, yeah, exactly. and then come and to then, practice. Yeah, no, and then play the sport. And yeah. guess what? That's not nah, yeah. you're setting me up. To, so you're, you're even that even in that you're setting me up to the system because you're not teaching me that what it takes is total it's out, devotion it's out, it's out of that yeah, yeah. I, the, the, the thing that made me realize is Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. decided to play soccer at like 12 early happens early going to school because hmm. the mom said yo you could do school or, and, he, and it was a young he said no but mom I'm gonna be a footballer, yeah? So, less of that. Yeah. I need to be doing this and committed and it took him a while to get picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he gets to sporting, he breaks into the team, then he goes to United and then it comes in. But just the idea of that, that a kid at 12, it was like a kid yeah. at 12 to say, no, but you don't understand. For me I mean, to have a fighting chance. Imagine they forced him to go to school. I have to just not do anything else. Uh, imagine he didn't get And that's that not fo- and that that act that you just described is not fostered in any educational setting. It's no, not, not because it doesn't build a good workforce. But okay, exactly. Okay. And that, right, exactly. So, so Christian Arnold's broke, he had to do it because of the thing. The Bill Gates story I love. Bill Gates his father was a lawyer. That's why Bill Gates was at Harvard. So mm. people say Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard. Here's what people right. need to understand about the Bill Gates that dropped out of Harvard. The Bill Gates that dropped out of Harvard had a father who was a Harvard alumni who oh, ran shit. a big law firm. Bill Gates came from a very affluent family. Mm. When they quoted mm-hmm. Bill Gates early on when he was building Microsoft, and they said, why are you leaving Harvard? Very interesting. He said, because I can come back to Harvard anytime. Thank and that will help me. And that's the white people. And that's what white people do. They support but it's and their kids. And okay, but cock me. That's what white people saying Cristiano... How are we feeling about Portuguese? But at least he's broke, right? He wasn't from an iPhone fan. Right. But it's the same decision. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the same. I have to do this now to because, have a fighting yeah. chance to do it ever. Yeah. I have to do it now if I'm ever going to have a fighting chance to do it ever. Now, that is interesting to me mm-hmm. because, and I struggle with this a lot. I'm, I have to learn to become softer. Mm. When I talk to people, soft life, something on Twitter. Because 
there's so many things that I think that are unhealthy, mm-hmm. but I think that they're required. Oh, give me three. All right. I don't care how hard something is if it has to be done. <laughs> and that is not what people I like people <laughs> on general. People don't understand that, especially if they're your partner, because they'll say, I'll say, open the door, man. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. It's hard. My answer will be, I don't I need care the door open because we have to open the door to get out. So you think they don't understand no. or you think no. that they just don't have the will no. to do it? I, 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 I don't even think that matters to him. I refuse to believe it's not in all of us. I refuse to believe that. I have to believe. Because I feel like how you feel. It. I feel I feel that same way. But I feel like a lot of people like it's like they know. I feel like they know, but they just don't want to do it. That's what I think, but that's not true. Well, and, that, and if you say that to somebody, well, it's just like because I don't understand. But that's what, but you see what I'm saying. But you see how unhealthy it is. Because if you have an all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. people are really going to start to show you how unfair they think that is. They oh, and they. <laughs> if you yeah. have an all or nothing mentality, yeah, people will show. And I realized that I had that from young. Simple story. I'll, I'll put it out like this: When I was in high school, right, mm-hmm. and papers would be due. You know, sometimes you miss your schedule and the paper's due tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know I never thought I could hand it in late? Oh, really? I just had to do it. You just did it. Yeah, I always crunched it the night before. Because I can't bring it in late. Like, it's due tomorrow. Yeah. That's the goal. That's the target. That's why I I love tomorrow. But I have to do tomorrow. There's 12 pages. Because it's due. I would do the math. Literally, I remember doing the math one time. There's 12 pages. It's right now. I average about. I was a slow typer. So I, I average about a page every 30 minutes with concise stuff. Yeah. And then I think, okay, this much time to write, this much time for editing. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted. Finish I was that tired. Uh, um, fam, I think I even got emotional at some point because, you know, you're tired. You're, I think yeah. I was like crying at the computer at some point. Like, and yeah. needed, like to take it. But I wrote it. Right. Because it just had to get done. Many times in high school, because we went to the same high school. Yes. People Mr. Davis. show up the next morning. Hey, where's your paper? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Here yeah. comes the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yo, in my, from young. In your like, mind, you yo, just know it, it had to be matter. done. Yeah. My father one time said to me, "I don't know how healthy or unhealthy this is, but just mm-hmm. how you feel is only good for you to know your relationship with what must be done." Say it again. How you feel? How you feel is only good mm-hmm. for showing you your relationship with what must be done. Mm-hmm. Open the door. I don't feel like it. I'm happy that you know you don't want to do it. Thank open the door. It needs to still be open though. Because, because who cares? What needs who, to yeah, be done and what you feel are not on the same. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. But people align that too Because much. emotion is... T- and people emo- align that I, way too much. Emotion is temporary. shit out of And it's a feeling. The, it's okay, not It's not a constant. That is. That's why divorces happen. Explain. Because how you feel is not connected to what must be done. Fix your relationship. I don't feel like it. She pisses me off. Fix it. Yeah, but now, but at, but see, but the reason why um, relationship is different is because of relationship. Person, right? Well, because of relationships, emotional component is really high. I don't doubt it. See, that's a feeling, but there's so much emotion. I'm happy you know that. 
because what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but a relationship like a business decision and handing in a paper mm. and a relationship yeah. with another human being. Mathematically, there's just more variables in a relationship and it has to do with something so that that escapes all rationale. So it takes more work. No, it's no, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a work thing, no, and I, that's, I, a, and I think that's a problem that we. Tell you what escapes rationale? What escapes rationale is a young man taking on a full time high school course load, being a basketball player, and running an entire studio out of his parents' basement and releasing <laughs> three mixtapes in high school. That's crazy. Do you know anybody who's done that? That's very funny. That was very cute. Do you know that anybody was, who's done that? That was cool. I wonder if he knows anybody. That was cool. Because that was that cool. I like. No I like that. Because the yeah. person who does that starting off with a mic that they plug into their computer because they figured out a thing and we're doing it for that free. That was very cute. That makes no sense while you're in high school because guess what? Cute. You're supposed to graduate. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to give all your time to graduation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you had to have a job because you had to pay for the studio. Yeah. Yes. So that makes sense. Why'd you do that? Because. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have an unadulterated and 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 unexplained. It had to get done. Diligence. Well, say that again. It had to get done. Say that. Because no, if I yeah. if I told you at that age, yo man, but I'll tell you, you really shouldn't do this because da, 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 you'd be like, but I got to. But you I know what? Because I because yeah. But you mm-hmm. know why the divorce will happen? Is is if one person thinks that and the other person doesn't. Fair, fair enough. So, so because so it's I, a I, variable I of another person. That, but yeah. but the 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 the, the societal sense that how you feel matters annoys me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. how you feel does not matter it's like, nobody cares it's like this it's well like, I, I wouldn't say well that's you saying that cares. but but you how you feel mom, is I don't feel like doing homework she says i don't care but how you feel but i would say i think it's more so well for me if that was given to me mm-hmm. i would say how you feel is a temporary feeling because feelings are fleeting moments that pass no, and and how nobody cares. No, no, well, I mean, and nobody cares. Care. Nobody cares, and nobody ha- nobody <laughs> has to care. But you care at that moment. Well, some but you, of, some amount of drink, yo. I think he's he's one. You have to have. <laughs> I got. You. you have to have the ability. <laughs> you have to. You exactly. Jesus. <laughs> the, the the thing that we that we need to learn how to do better as I guess as a society or people that want to do things is to have the ability to see past the current emotion. The current emotion is so enveloping and so overwhelming because it takes over all your senses and takes over all your logic. And it comes from your heart and not your brain that it, it takes away your ability to see past that moment. Like, let's say like you, like you, someone who breaks up, I know we were talking relationships, someone who, who breaks up with someone and say, Oh, I'm never going to love again. Like, yeah. They just feel like you got to get that. I'm not even saying don't express. No, no, but no, no, but yes. But the turnaround time between feeling the emotion and overcoming the emotion has to be defined somewhere. You can't, let that be the thing that makes you stay in bed for four weeks, even if four weeks is your half life for dealing with emotion. But you just can't look at the emotion as the final destination. You have to look at it as a transitional piece that helps you get from that relationship that you just ended, that you feel like you'll never love again mm-hmm. to eventually finding love again. Mm-hmm. But 
the, 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 the thing that is difficult to convey to people is how to see past the emotion mm-hmm. because it is in your face. It's not something you're thinking about. It's literally your thought. Like it's, yeah. there is nothing else except that. Like you bump, like try to next time when you bump your toe in your, in, you know, in your, in your, in your mansion or, or wherever you live. No, not you, but people, <laughs> okay. when you bump your toe on the corner, I mean, Try to mentally take yourself out of feeling the pain. Can I say something? Uh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 no, no. He, uh, I want to finish that, and then I what? think you and can, then, though. That's what I was about to say. Like I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is, you and can. if you think no, no, no. you can, no, no, no. and if you do, you can, and if you do, then you have transcended God damn, the momentary good, pain, and you okay. have figured out the key. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, oh, you're because ah. you know how many times I knew something should hurt me, and I'm, it's like a meditation, bro. Yo, you can't like. Yeah. There are times that I knew it would hurt me and should stop me. It should stop me to my knees. Well, yes, shut this out. Shut this but out. But I can't stop. So yes, there's pain, but if there's pain that does not stop me, what is it? Yeah, shut this out. Yeah. So, um, too much information, but TMI. I have a, I, yeah, I have a, I have a situation with my water. Right. Got you. So. The water is cold right now. Gotcha. So the first few times of taking that shower, freezing. I fucking despise it, and I say while I'm in the shower, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. I'm making noise. I'm screaming. I'm mad. Ugh. But the more I kept doing it because I'm not, I know I have to clean myself. Facts. Mm. I know I have to clean myself. So I go up to the water and just flick, flick a little bit just yeah, to get right. And I'm like, ah, ah. But after a week or two. Yeah. And I go back to that water again. Yeah. I don't flick it the way I used to now. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, I'm here for a purpose. I know I have to clean myself. Right. So you know what? I know it's going to hurt. Yeah. But why why delay the inevitable? Why drag this shit on? Why don't I just uh, stick my whole goddamn leg in it, stick my whole damn chest in it, stick my whole arm in it? Mm. And yes, I'm not telling you it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying it's not shocking my body right to my brain. But for whatever reason, it don't feel as bad as it used to anymore. Now, someone could say, oh, you're just used to cold water. No, I'm no, not. Because no. it still it's feels more, the same more than that. as soon as I go in. It feels the same because I don't want to do it. I do not want yeah. to do this thing. Yep. Mm. But it has to be done. Mm. And I think I've told myself, yo, it's not as cold or this cold is so temporary. Why drag on the emotional stress and agony about this mm thing in the first place i'm making it worse on myself so let me try to think about something else to get me through this maybe i don't know like i try to i try to trick my mind you said the same thing about hitting your um uh your your, your pinky toe your pinky toe yeah there's been some times where i'm like that doesn't hurt yo and you know what it doesn't hurt as bad quickly compared to me one of those other times where i hold on to it for a long time it actually drags for a long time yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Which is so, where everything is. So, yeah. you know, we can, I think we can if the results, control that in a way. If the results are, 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 if in your mind the results are worth more than the pain, the pain doesn't matter <laughs> as much. 
people people prove that to be true all the time. <laughs> if they think what's at the end of the rainbow is great, they'll mm-hmm. walk the rainbow regardless of the pain in that process. Yeah. It is all about your relationship with how close or far away you are from the goal of the end of that rainbow. <laughs> exactly. It, but that's it. No, it didn't no, it, 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 it's, it's all it. about your mind relationship and your emotion and, and your your spiritual relationship with how far away you are from uh the end of the rainbow. You notice, know I mean, for people who don't know, oh looks like Mr. Olympia right now. He's looking fantastic. Oh, this guy's funny. I was gonna bring that up too though. Okay. The, about the about working out, for example, because because when you know you're close to the end, you I yeah, it was funny. Um, my shorty said to me, "Oh, you love working out." Mm. I looked at her like this. <laughs> no, I don't, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> the fuck? I don't fucking. I don't like doing this. Yeah. Why do you think I like doing this now? There are men out there. They love it. And with that like they they love working out like how I love performing on stage. Yeah, they love it. So that. there is a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't love working out. Mm-hmm. I love what it does for me. I love how it makes me feel. Love the results. I love the result, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't that's not my pastime. If I could do something else during that time, I would you do it. it yeah. So when I hear people tell me all the time, oh, they message me. I have different people message me, homies, girls, whatever. Uh, I don't feel like, yo, how do you work? I don't feel like work. It's like, it's like I don't feel like working out. That's the problem. You're never going to work out because you don't feel like working out. We can't just, you can't just operate off of, sometimes I get out of my bed and I'm late and I'm fucking tired as hell. And I heard, you know what? It's good to do some push-ups just before you, when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Just out of and I'm tired as hell, Trevor. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I don't feel like doing a damn thing about it. Mm-hmm. But I know how it will make me feel after. Mm-hmm. I know what it what it will do for my con- for you know doing consistently mm-hmm. this exercise. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blank out, go through it, and get out of it. Mm-hmm. And guys, you can do something that you don't feel like doing, like you said, if the goal. Mm-hmm. At the end of the tunnel is what you want. If it's bigger than the pain, you can do it. It's bigger than the pain. And you got to force, like, it's not easy. Of course, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's easy. You can just wake up and just, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. But if you need to eat, if there's if there's no one that can cook for you mm-hmm. and you need to eat and all the, all the, all the items is in your fridge, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And you can't go outside. It's a big, it's a fucking storm out there and there's no one's going to come bring you food, but there's food in there and you're starving. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make something mm-hmm. or are you going to sit there and starve and say, I'm too, I don't feel like cooking tonight. Yeah. But see, okay, so to bring it, I mean, I don't even know how we're gonna cut this, but uh-huh. so to bring that to a to a, to a point of censor, everything that we just talked about, mm-hmm. whoa, don't cancel me. I, we're just talking. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Let's see what you. Everything saying. that we just talked about, I think, is something, especially because of our optic-based society. Mm-hmm. I think men grapple with that more than women have to. I don't know that women have to live in the absolute of if I don't feel like it. Like, like most women that I know mm-hmm. really do be listening to how they feel. And it's okay. Society makes it okay. The world makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, the men I know who listen to how they feel, society tell, society's telling them that they're bums. They need to get stronger. Bitch ass they niggas, get right. bitches. They, they, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. women who listen to how they feel are women. That's just, you know, it is what it is. Because they're in tune with their emotions and Generally, they're nurturing their mothers. They're better at it. But that's where I go to my point of 
the different standard and what high value is. <laughs> yeah. Because the rules aren't the same. Definitely not the same. Well, I mean, we live in a society where is the rules, the rules of what is, is changing. That's the problem. Really. Like men, as much as, see, see, it's, it's very, it's very confusing because as much as what you're saying kind of helped your success and helps you get to where you are today. But I also don't think a complete ignorance of your feelings and stuff is healthy either. Like, I think there, there is an unhealthy aspect. My feelings have only ever held me back most times, to be honest. Right. Me too. In terms so, of how I felt, in terms of like, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to be a good friend. Me too. I mm-hmm. feel like I don't want to let them down. Real mm-hmm. shit. I feel like I care what they think. Uh, 100%. I feel like I don't want to have a bad reputation. That's right. I feel blah, blah, blah. like that whole list. If I ran, mm-hmm. if I really, really did a pros and cons, mm-hmm. listening to my feelings on a net value, yeah, is negative I, for me. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple times where listening to my feelings was a good thing, right. Most of the time when I listened to my feelings, it was a bad thing. It was a bad I thing. guess w- the only way that we'll know is for you to be at the end of your life. I've been taking advantage of listening to my feelings instead of my Trust life. Trust me. T- literally taking advantage this of guy Literally, is- people taking the absolute Mickey to piss. Yo, of- you are me, just richer. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I've had people legitimately... Yeah. Like, yo, like... like, like I, The other day, I, I sit down and I'm really, I was telling a story to somebody... Mm-hmm. About like a, a like a past situation I was in, yeah. And yo, they looked at me and they're like, "Why did you let that happen to you?" <laughs> like, Straight like up. a real sense of like, yeah. But why did yeah. you let that happen to you, Terrell? I get yeah. that message all the and time. And I answer, but then in the answer, there's a look of them saying, "None of what you said is good enough exactly. for the story you just told." Yep. Because mm. you yep. told me a story where somebody was taking the strip off your back. Yep. And you're telling me that you felt like being a yep. <laughs> You didn't want to watch none of the evidence. You yep. didn't want to see none of the results. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to gauge how you weren't getting nothing out of it. You mm-hmm. didn't want to see how they were moving all the way over here. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're saying, yo, but yeah. we're doing this because we family. Yep. You didn't want to read none of that evidence. You just wanted to feel like you didn't want to be a burden. Yep. You just wanted to feel. Yep. Same boat. That is not good. So when I say that, that's why I say I don't feel. Even the things that I think were feelings. We're not. <sighs> My mother, I love and I feel yeah. for her. Yeah. So much of what I rock with my mom. Oh my God. Yo, I love that woman. That's my. Yeah. But I could also give you some logical stories where I know my mom would die for me. So it is very logical that I submit to her. Right. She'll die for me. Mm-hmm. My father, same thing. My sister, same thing. Mm. My partner, same thing. Mm-hmm. So it manifests his feelings. But I have a story I can tell you to support that. Right. So is it the feelings or is it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so what I'm saying, like, listening to my feelings, I don't know that it's been a net positive. I know that we live in a society where what I'm saying is unpopular, and I'm not trying to have a bunch of robots. Mm-hmm. But I am trying to have some people strong enough to survive the journey that most of us want to take. Because you need crazy amounts of strength to do one of two things. You need a crazy amount of strength and mental fortitude to reach and achieve your dreams. Yeah, that's one. You need a crazy amount of strength and mental fortitude to reach for your dreams, miss and accept 
where you settle. Mm-hmm. Both things require mental strength. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people who have dreams and they call it quits and then they they call it quits from this to come to something else, but then their life elevates because they had the mental strength to not be chasing ghosts anymore. They dealt with the reality that they had. But how do you know when how do you know when but, it, that's what I'm saying? It's like, strength. That, that's I, I don't know. Is is that you call you call look, look, knowing when to call Williams. it quits? I look, at, I look at Jay Williams, right? Mm. Jay Williams was a was a first round draft pick. Yeah. He played one year. Yeah. He gets into a motorcycle accident. Yeah. He cannot play in the NBA again. But that's a physical it's restriction. Okay. No, but it's the same concept. Because he had mm. to lock in mentally and say, nah, I gotta be something though. And now, you know, he's in media, he's doing whatever. There's a lot of people who are making a lot of money too, still. Athletes who get injured and they go broke. That's true. Are finished. They are done because they did not have the mental strength, right? So just the J. Will example is easy because he was forced off the Yeah, it's a final. It's a final restriction and a physical. He had the skill and the mental and the passion to to, to pivot and do what he's doing. Well, see, the pivoting now now is something different. Okay, Rob Polinka. Rob Polinka is the uh, general manager for the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Used to be an agent. Rob Polinka used to be an agent, right? Rob Polinka was also on the Fab Five with Michigan, and it Mm -hmm. right with Jalen Rose and all that. Rob Polinka said, "When I got to Michigan, I thought I was going to the NBA." I was damn near a senior, and I saw these four, these five freshmen show up and take all my jobs, and I realized I'm not gonna go to the NBA. <laughs> I need to find a way to rock with these type of guys, so and, and still be right. a part of it, and still be a part of the get. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Most executives in the NBA wanted to play, right? Yep. But they had the mental strength and, to and understand. Coaches. And coaches, I'm not gonna play, but but I got I gotta be I gotta do something. But how do you how do you get how do you get to that point? Like what like what have you learned in your in your in your life that no lets idea. you and, and that's my point. I have no I, idea. I, I, because as my, I always tell people I think people, it's different for everybody I, in every different situation. I always tell people I quit music. Mm-hmm. Quitting music was a heartbreaking decision. It was also my best decision. <laughs> But I had to, but it took my mind being in a place to accept that. Because I was like, yo, I, I'm thinking, yo, I'm nice. My life performance is getting there. I could I could do it. Da, da. But it was just like, I don't know, through prayer, you know. But like, I don't want to make it seem too mystic. I wish I could give a, a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something elemental. But it really was this sense of like, yo, there, like, it's like there was a time in my life where it's like, if somebody told me to quit music, I would have killed them. Like, I would have I killed them and had a scalp on my wall. But then it was my decision to say, okay, let me go make film. There are skills that I acquired from that. And mm-hmm. then it was my decision to try and take on other things and other things and other things. And then, yeah. That lead me to whatever. Mm-hmm. But it took me being mentally strong to quit music. And I only say that for me because I quit music after finishing my best project and just said, I'm just not going to release it. What is mentally strong to you? Like what, what, what is, what is mental strength? Because that's, I think that's, and I don't want to call it a buzzword because a buzzword would yeah, yeah, infer yeah. that I've heard it a bunch of times. Yeah. I haven't. Mental strength I've is something that, that I hear lot, seldom. Yeah. So what, to you, to, okay. I, then to you, yeah, what is mental strength. strength? I mean, obviously I don't want to place myself as an authority and, and, and I, I, I no, want to appreciate just, that, you know, not knowing our audience, not knowing who's listening to this, mm-hmm. none of what's being said is desired to trigger anybody. None of us being said to apologize in advance. Oppress anybody. We're just having an open conversation. Yeah. My definition is just for me. I'm not claiming myself to be any form of expert on the topic. Very good disclaimer. For me, 
Mental strength has been the ability to focus on the next task regardless of my current feelings. Mental strength for me okay, has been the ability that. to act regardless of how I feel. Okay. Because I'm very, I'm a very emotional guy. I feel a lot of things. And feeling is I temporary. Really still be trying to do what I have to do mm-hmm. and wait to feel better about it. Or except I may never feel better about it, but the but walking the path of what you must do is still a rewarding one, even if I don't know what that reward's gonna be. To me, mental focus is a laser focus on the most important of factors. That's what I would say. For me, mental strength has been an ability to zero out the noise. I focus on the most focused of thoughts. The most fo- so it's like some people would say, I can't stay at this job anymore. I mm-hmm. hate this job. I, you know, yeah. Oh my God. I, not da da da, but yes, no, you know, you're right. Um, but for me, I would go to work every day, and I hate my job. But I knew I don't really want to do this. Yeah, I yeah. just need to do this to do that. Mm-hmm. So then, going to work didn't bother me. Okay, because in my mind, it wasn't important. I even wrote a song about this. I had a song called Totem where I said I dream at mm. five. I live at five to nine. That mm-hmm. was a song I wrote off the strength of that mentality that like I refuse to be oppressed by this thing and think that that's what I have to do. Yeah. What I'm going to think I have to do is everything I do from five to nine o'clock. And I am so happy because what I do from nine to five, they have no idea that I'm taking their money. I'm going to their staff meetings and I have no intention of building this company beyond the paycheck. (laughs) If anything, it's like, man, I'm robbing them blind because I'm taking every single penny they give me. I'm throwing it into the studio. I'm reinvesting in this. I'm reinvesting in that. And I I will not hesitate to take a sick day to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna I, ain't no water under no bridge for me to knock for me to call in and tell yeah. y'all I'm gonna go do what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. So but I was at that job for four years. Okay. <laughs> you get me? Yep. So it's like you need a level of mental strength to be like, yeah, but I'm here for four. Mm-hmm. I, my mother was an entrepreneur, that's all I ever knew. I still worked traditionally. I got my 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 sin card, which is what you need to start working. Yeah, and I got my first job at 16. Yeah. The whole time knowing I don't really want to do this. Yeah, right. However long that takes, every single day, you know what I'm doing is not what I want to do, but it's it's a step towards a process. That to me was mental strength. But but I can appreciate how unnuanced that answer is and how difficult it would be for that to be sort of the norm. Yeah, the norm or yeah. Or, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, you know, again, going back that guys like uh Jordan Peter Dr. Peterson entertain less so but the concept <laughs> of the concept of just talking about the world as it is yeah matters to me so much only because I'm seeing this transformation occur and it's just very surprising it's very interesting to me and what transformation are you seeing occur we're in a world where optics have I think an unhealthy balance of importance I think when we were growing up Substance mattered more than optics, but optics played a part. Yeah, the optics always that. played a part. If, yeah. if you but don't believe me, Google Google uh, Google what people was wearing back in the nineties. Like it didn't matter. It was substance, right? Like I look at Jay Z and all them being baggy clothes, whatever, going into boardrooms with people wearing suits, feeling absolutely no way because it don't matter the optics. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had substance. I'm gonna well, do, the I'm optics. Gonna do a boardroom meeting. Yeah, the optics from the street perspective was that that was the shit for them. But it wasn't until later he started changing to go to the boardroom. 
Look at them old footage of Dame Dash. Dame Dash was not changing to go to the border. No, he didn't. Well, Bobby Schmarter didn't change to go to the border in 2000, whatever. 2010. Yeah. (laughs) He was dressed the way he was dressed. Although it was more fitted clothing, but. I just think there's a shift where every thing that matters most to people is how it looks, not what it really is. Social media has created a visual element that is across most platforms, maybe excluding Twitter, because Twitter is based on words, but Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Everything is video. When Everything I, is when image. I, when I started using Facebook in high school, yeah, I guess I'm dating myself. Ha ha. <laughs> when I started using Facebook in high school, there was an element of that. Yeah. But people I still felt were being real. Yeah. People were still taking the selfie in their bedroom, letting you know I'm in my room. Ain't nothing really pretty about this. Yeah. The camera quality was poor enough that people were showing their blemished face. Because the camera quality was just poor across cameras. People really were just sitting in their bed doing the video. Yeah. Right. There was no standard. Hi there. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to You Might Want to Sit Down for This. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your concern. And most importantly, we appreciate your ears. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, contemplations, cornucopias, Catholicism, crepes, <laughs> 